Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And this is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Hugh Heenan, currently ministering out of Trinity Gardens, Seventh-day Adventist, as well as Faith Adventist Centre in Mawson Lakes, right here in Adelaide, South Australia. I am delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore the theme for this week of the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. And more particularly, today's uh, related topic, do good Christians still struggle? Our co-host today for our program is uh, Fabiano Nyankuru, who ministers out of Melrose Park, Seventh-day Adventist, and uh, Sinai Church Plant in Devoren Park, right here in Adelaide, South Australia as well. And, you know, Fabiano is no stranger to our listeners having produced so many uh, of our Thursday Drive Time programs with the two of us changing roles uh, today for the very first time. And so uh, I will be uh, trying my hand at producing, and I do hope and pray that our listeners will be very patient with me as I, I try my hand at that. But for those listeners uh, new to our program, uh, I wonder, uh, uh, Fabiano, if you could share with us just a little about yourself. Yes. Uh, thank you once again, uh, uh, Pastor Hugh. Uh, M. <clears throat> Ministering at uh, Meros Park uh, Seventh Day Adventist Church, as well as uh, Sinai. Now, Meros Park is situated um, on the southern side of Adelaide, and uh, da- uh, Sinai is situated on the northern sides uh, of Adelaide, there uh, in Devon Park. Uh, myself, my name is Fabiano Nyonghuru. I'm the pastor for both churches, and um, I have one beautiful wife and two children, young ones. And uh, I am, yeah. Uh, Blessed to be part of this ministry and to be part of the uh, uh, the Adventist Church, and so um, my background is uh, of that of uh, East Africa from Burundi. But uh, I've been here ever since I was about um, thirteen years of age, I believe, and so have he. I have been here for quite some time. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to uh, share with our listener today. Yeah, and it's uh, it's something which I've really looked forward to. In actual fact, is to swap uh, seats a little bit and uh, just uh, mix things up a little for our listeners. That's right. Uh, so now today, of course, our our topic is uh, more particularly: Do good Christians still struggle? And uh, I wonder, Fabian, if you could uh, just very briefly give us uh, a little of an overview of where you intend to take us today as uh, we explore this topic of do Christians, do good Christians, for that matter, still struggle. Yes, uh, we will be looking at the Bible and what the Bible has to say regarding, um, yeah, the, the, the experience of, um, you know, of the experience that a Christian goes through even post, uh, conversion, even after they have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So we'll ask the question, you know, questions such as, hey, uh, can one sin after they have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And if one does sin, does that mean that's the end for them? You know, are they hopeless? And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look at a number of, uh, uh um, Text, biblical text, and ones in particular from the Apostle Paul himself, because in Romans 7 there, he speaks about the experience that, that he went through, um, and, and the one that I believe many Christians still experience, even post-conversion, but we will not leave it there. We will, we would offer, we will offer some, uh, Bible promises, which helps us to, I guess, uh, give some confidence, 
give some hope, I should say, as well as uh, uh, Bible text, which I believe would help any person who is probably wrestling with sin today and feeling hopeless. But we'll see what the Bible has to say about mm. that. Mm. Mm. Hey, so very in- important and useful topic. That's right. Uh, an area that uh, is... Uh, hopefully one that's going to be very helpful to our listeners today because a lot of people do struggle in these areas, don't they? Particularly yes. if, with trying to overcome things right. of their own strength and volition yes. uh, when sometimes uh, really we just need to allow God. for God mm. to do what mm. he does mm. best. And, uh, so you're going to take us through what that can perhaps look like that's and right. what, how God can, can make that happen in our lives. Amen. We'll be yeah. asking God to lead us and guide us as we wrestle with this important topic. Wonderful. Well, with yeah. that thought in mind, why, why don't we just have a little prayer now yes. and, and ask God to lead and guide us directly. Let's pray. Amen. Father, just want to thank you so much for this time that we get to spend with you on the airwaves, with our listeners, with our friends and family right across Adelaide and, and South Australia. And we, we just ask, uh, Father, today that as we as we open up your word, as we engage with you, as we wrestle with the, the most important questions and topics in, in our lives and in the world today, Lord, that you will help us to uh, see our way clear, or rather that you'll make the way clear for us in partnership so that, Father, we can begin to enjoy this abundant life, this best life, uh, a life, uh, the, the life really of freedom that mm. uh, Christ gives to us and, and, and offers to us every day. So, Father, just want to ask for your special blessing upon uh, uh, Fabiano as he leads us through this uh, today, but also want to ask for your, for your presence to be with uh, everyone listening, uh, wherever each one of us may be, because, Lord, we know that your eye, uh, your caring, loving eye is upon each one of us. Uh, every moment of every day. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this uh, is now the time of that program uh, where we begin to look at significant world religious trends or or world prophetic developments. Uh, and quite often we look at different Christian headlines. And, and Fabiano, I've, I've sat on the other opposite side of the desk and I've I've watched you and I've I've heard the way that you've engaged with this. And I thought, you know, I've got a lot to learn from Fabiano <laughs> when it comes to you know gleaning the very uh, greatest and most interesting of different headlines from across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I was looking at what's trending. Yes. Uh, today, well, something really caught my eye, and I was looking at uh, something on uh, BBC that was about God and AI. Now, right, interesting. For, for our Old yeah. Testament scholars, you might think to yourself, oh, yes, yes, that time where AI, <laughs> that city, uh, was destroyed. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, we're not talking about the ancient city of AI, but rather AI or mm. artificial intelligence. <clears throat> and, and so some of our listeners might be thinking, well, how does God and artificial intelligence mix together? In fact, how yeah. would religion and artificial intelligence uh, uh, make uh, for good bedfellows. And mm. it was really interesting. It was actually a, a, uh, a videoed report uh, right. that was shown on BBC. And what it was about was uh, how the different religions yes. at different sites around the world are incorporating artificial intelligence into their services, wow. uh, into dispensing uh, uh, advice, uh, <clears throat> into uh, uh, confessionals, Hmm. Uh, in in the Catholic uh, faith, uh, and uh, and for that matter, uh, giving sermons, or oh, wow. or, or even uh, there was a Buddhist shrine uh, in Japan where uh, the artificial intelligent robot was taking the place of the priest, uh, or, or should I say the monk <laughs> in in that setting. And it was very fascinating to watch uh, this play out. Uh, there was even a, a segment there that talked about. Uh, or, or showcased how mm. that uh, a, a fashion model mm. uh, who happens to be Jewish and, and very much uh, connected with her faith was uh, using artificial intelligence to dispense uh, advice, uh, rabbinical device, uh, sorry, advice, 
as a device <laughs> in place of an actual human uh, rabbi and it was wow. it was really interesting to watch yeah. uh, and also interview different uh, different faith leaders to get their take on what this uh, this where this may lead and what it could be all about uh, and so uh, i don't know about you uh, fabiano yeah. what's your first reaction to that as you think about uh, artificial intelligence taking the place of uh, faith leaders or, mm. or taking center stage uh, in uh, centers and places of faith, uh, assisting people in their walk with God. You know, um, I have to, as a, as an Adventist, um, we we tend to, um, I guess, think too prophetically. <laughs> and what I mean by that, you know, I don't know why, but my mind just took me to Revelation thirteen, uh, and and I was thinking, hey, you know how in Revelation thirteen it says that in the last days there's going to be great deception uh, and uh, and, and, and that, uh, in Matthew 24 says that, uh, deception is going to be so great that even the elect, the chosen ones, uh, you know, if, if it was possible that they could actually uh, get deceived. And I was thinking, hmm, is it possible that, uh, in the last days, you know, technology will be employed maybe to bring back loved ones who have died? Because, you know, when Michael Jackson died, they did a, uh, a concert. Uh, not long after he died, where they actually brought him on the stage using the technology, and, and I'm thinking that that was just playing on my mind. But uh, but I guess um, yeah, uh, we we are living in an interesting world, and we say that, and uh, we should expect interesting and fascinating things, unexpected things. But I think though, in order to remain on the safe side. Let us also stick uh, to the Bible because who knows? Hey, this AI maybe could be used in one way or another, but we need to also be careful because who knows, uh, y- you know, what other sphere this AI could actually take mm-hmm. in regards, let's say, for example, if they start saying, hey, this AI actually has communicated with God and has this in- in- information I have no doubt that there will be people who would actually believe because they will say, hey, I don't know. We live in an interesting world. But that's just fascinating. You know, as you were saying that, I was like, wow. So there is such a thing, you know, today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, um, you made a a popular cultural reference to the 1990s. I guess I'm showing my age a little bit because I'm going to think back to the 1970s. (laughs) Right. Uh, And I think of a film. You remember George Lucas, of course, that famous director with uh, Star Wars. Before Star Wars came along on the scene, Uh uh, he actually directed some other films and probably most known prior to that uh, was one where uh, people in a futuristic uh, time and place would – uh, th- there was a state organized religion mm. that uh, that where robotic devices people would stop off just like you might uh, beside the side of the road or okay. at the uh, the underground train station whatever it might happen to be yes. and or little cafes and there'd be a little robot that would dispense <laughs> advice instruction take confessions oh, uh, wow. and and uh, exhort uh, the the person using its services mm. uh, to give homage to uh, to the powers that be. Wow, uh, and so re- really interesting, uh, uh, distorted vision, of, uh, dystopic sort of vision of uh, of the future. Mm. But um, you know, mm. when we think about artificial intelligence, uh, there are those who are suggesting mm. that, uh, and I guess we see this in some regards to uh, say something like the Matrix, uh, and uh, for that matter. Uh, there was a, I forget the name of it now, uh, okay. but there was a TV program this last decade that was very popular in the States that sort of followed along this sort of line of things where, you know, a, an artificially intelligent machine 
was able, I think it's called the machine actually. Okay. All right. <laughs> where, where it's able to uh, utilize all the various different technologies, CCTV, mm. uh, other computers right across the world and essentially become sentient. Oh wow! And uh, and om- omniscient, <laughs> knowing everything that's going on, everything that could be known that's happening in human existence that that can be uh, uh, found out by those means, uh, yeah. and essentially omnipresent. Oh wow! And uh, seemingly omnipotent. Huh. And and so all those various different uh, attributes that we would normally attribute to God. Wow. Uh, and uh, so there were those who are mm. futurists who are suggesting that uh, in time to come, if we're not careful as mm. human beings, mm. uh, we may end up uh, causing God to be mm-hmm. made in our image yes. as a machine, mm-hmm. ex machina, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, or deus machina, that becomes, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is even able to start its own sect or religion uh, or religions. Uh, and uh, people may begin to uh, idolize it. I mean, if a machine yeah. is able in the future to cure fatal disease or improve education or brings order to society, would do you think humans idolize such a thing? Yeah, definitely they yeah. would. They would. I mean, think about it um, this way. In the Old Testament, people worshipped dumb idols. <laughs> Apologize to say that for, for whoever might be my revere such a thing, but hey, God Himself said these things. You carve them out of the wood. Yeah, the rest of the wood, you you make fire to warm <laughs> yourselves. But yet you go and pray to them. If if people did that, hey, it makes it, it, it it's highly pos- possible that mm. uh, people could idolize a machine and you know and uh, and pretty much uh, form an image of God out of. That yes, yeah, and, and one for yeah. that matter that may be programmed with all sorts of human biases. In fact, mm. is bound to be, yes. uh, and uh, for that matter, uh, one that is shaped in the form of one's particular philosophy uh-huh, or, uh-huh. or religious uh, background, or maybe even atheistic background. Mm-hmm, Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and becomes becomes this uh, all-knowing machine, seemingly. That's right. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, I hesitate to speculate on all the variables and and. and uh, and permutations that that could take, but mm. uh, uh, suffice to say that uh, it it does present uh, some pretty um, uh, uh, unfortunate, even possibly very tragic outcomes where yes. where humans become enslaved. Because can you imagine? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we we had slaves in the past. We talked about yes, slaves yes, a little yes, while ago yes, in one of yes. our programs. Can you imagine a future where, in actual fact, uh, the the robot that was designed to be our servant or slave? Yes. Actually, ends up dominating humanity, mm. uh, and does so without the compunction, without the compassion, without the conscience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps that God has inbuilt within us. Mm. Uh, what kind of a, a, a draconian yes. a type? being inverted commas yes. might such an artificially intelligent uh, computer or robot happen to be? And it does yeah. bear to bring to mm. mind, I think, your Revelation thirteen, where it does talk about. Uh, that uh, that the the beast will yes will, the second beast yes. will cause all to That's worship right. the image of the first beast exactly exactly yes. and yeah. you know just briefly on that idea of the robot dominating um, a friend of mine not long ago said hey with uh, AI today um, the scientists are able to um, uh, they have created robots that can even rewrite their codes. So, <clears throat> so what could that mean? Mm. Or what could that look like? Well, imagine if the command in the robot was, hey, if you see a human, you must, you know, not hurt that human. But if the robot can rewrite the code, yes. who knows? <laughs> I mean, the possibility is endless. Yes. Uh, 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 and so hence, 
Yeah, I think we are stepping into an interesting time in history. And, uh, and, and robots are becoming now part of society in some places, in, dif- in, in different hospitals and so forth. Um, yeah, the future, who knows? But definitely there's a, there, I mean, just hearing what you just shared from um, BBC, I think it was? Yes, that's right. Yeah, from BBC. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the future is interesting. <laughs> it is, yeah. And what could that future look like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. with a with an artificially intelligent uh, you know, computer mm, mm. Uh, that uh, doesn't bleed, doesn't sweat, wow. um, has possibly no fear of death because mm. there's no biological death involved. That's right. Uh, and it could replicate itself somewhere else within yes. the technological realm. Yes. Uh, and yet also is far less likely. In fact, I would suggest. Um, infinitely uh, unlikely to be anything like the forgiving mm. and That's patient right. That's God right. yep. that we know, unconditionally gracious right. and loving mm. uh, that that we know. Now, of course, the good news is that there is a God, yes, and and uh, that He has promised That's right. that uh, He has a better future awaiting us. That's right. Uh, but it, it is a salient warning, perhaps, to think about uh, what it could look like if we were to make a God that mirrors ourselves. Mm. <laughs> How interesting, right? Very interesting. All right. Well, anyway, food for thought. Yes. Uh, and that's just from today's headlines. Yes. Uh, today's news uh, right there on the BBC. Mm. Now, um, I just want to move on from there yes. and uh, bring us to consider a promotion that we have going on at the moment here. That's right. uh, and that is uh, that we've got this great book called Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you'd like to get uh, today's offer, uh, all you need to do is text the code word SA21 uh, to 04888808811. Uh, and what's going to happen is the Faith FM uh, giveaway bot will reply, asking yes. for your details. And so text the code word SA21. That's just the capital letters SA, as in South Australia, and the number 21 or 21. Uh, no spaces, please, folks. Uh, yeah. That's all one alphanumeric word. You know, so no spaces in between, just uh, all one word, SA21. And text that to, again, 04888808811. And uh, you'll get your free copy of Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ, which is actually the whole focus and theme that we're looking at for this week. All right. Well, at this point in time, I think it's uh, a a moment that would be good for us to hear a great song uh, that is not artificially intelligent. uh, (laughs) And that is uh, The Hand of God by Wendell Kimbrough. Left them in darkness and the earth 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Well, welcome back, folks. It's uh, great to be back with you uh, here on our Thursday afternoon drive time big Q&A with all the big questions in the religious world and uh, in the contemporary uh, matters of today. So I'm here sitting with uh, Fabiano Niancuro. He is uh, my fellow co-host. And uh, today we're looking at uh, the continuation of our theme for this week, Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ. Uh, And in particular, we're really wanting to engage with a really important question. Do Christians, in fact, do good Christians... Yeah, that's an interesting thought in and of itself. You know, what is a good Christian and what's a Christian? But anyway, do good Christians still struggle? And before we really engage with that question, I wonder uh, if if you're listening to us today and and you you want us to lift you up in prayer because we all need to be lifted up. Uh, then really want to invite you to text us on that number I mentioned before: oh four double eight double eight oh eight double one. So oh four double eight double eight oh eight. Double one, uh, really important uh, that uh, we get the prayer um, support and the personal support that each one of us needs, and we have such a supporting and loving God, and we want to just uplift you, each one of us, uh, in prayer, uh, particularly with this topic, because do good Christians still struggle, Fabiano? That's a very good question, and um, yeah, thank you once again for this uh, opportunity to share uh, on this uh, interesting topic. You know. I believe that, um, maybe let me start with this uh, verse uh, in Romans uh, 3, um, and then in Romans 3, uh, verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that means, yeah, they're all Christians. That, in, that includes me, that includes you, the Herr Pastor Hugh. Me too. Everyone, that's yes. right. <laughs> yes, me we, too. <laughs> we, we, we can sin. Um, and, uh, I guess we need to then, uh, what was the word that I was going to say? We need to also maybe qualify that statement, uh, uh, of which Paul, uh, mentions there. And why does he say that? Why does he say that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God? I want to quickly also go to Romans 8, uh, Romans 8, verse 6. I will throw out a few Bible texts, um, but, uh, once again, you can, uh, uh, re-listen to this radio program if you miss this Bible text. As uh, Pastor Hugh has mentioned, um, you know, if you just visit faithfm.com.au and look for the uh, big Q&A, the draft time program. So there in Romans 8, um, 6, uh, Paul says, For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And here in this chapter, as well as the chapter that comes before in chapter 7, of which we will read um, from uh, shortly, we find that we as people, uh, whether it be Christian or not Christian, um, we still have a nature, a carnal nature. That is, this inherited tendency to sin um, that uh, we have received, you know, after the fall of mankind. So after Adam and Eve sinned, we are all born with that uh, tendency to sin. Um, and that, therefore, uh, will be within within us and will remain with us until when Jesus comes and gives us a new nature. And so, hence, a Christian and a non-Christian and anyone else can still can still sin even after they have uh, accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But obviously, the Bible does talk about the Christian life. You know, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior are having a new life, and we will come to that. 
But I believe what Paul says there in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God applies to us today as well. So we all um, still sin. Now, uh, is that a good thing? Definitely not. And should we sin habitually? Definitely not. But... Um, you know, as uh, because of the world, as the sinful world in which we are living, because of the carnal nature, we can actually sin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's an interesting thought that you got there because I've yes. met people over the years, uh, Fabiano, who, uh, and I've had the joy of baptizing different people who mm. clearly had in their mind that that water they were going into was some sort of magical water. That when you go into that water, you you come up out of that, and you ain't the same person anymore. You, you've changed, uh, and it's, right. it's, it seems that it's impossible mm. in their mind that mm. you could possibly ever mm. sin again. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and that's you know, an you've died thought. to sin. Yes, therefore you're going to live yeah. to righteousness exactly. and, and resurrection power. So, so how is it then that, yes. that I've sinned, and maybe within 24 hours, maybe uh-huh. within 24 minutes? Yes, yes. Uh, at least in my thinking of yes. my feelings yes. after I've been baptized. What would we say to a person like that? Do you think that, that's a good question? And um, you know, I'm reminded of John chapter four when Nicodemus comes to Jesus, and um, and Nicodemus is interested. You know, he's noticed that Jesus. Uh, is yes a rabbi, he's a teacher, but, but he's different. His message is full of power. And, and, and not only that, he recognizes that Jesus is actually divine. And so he comes to him seeking to understand more. And, uh, and Jesus says, Hey, you must be born again. Uh, and uh, that born again experience, he goes on to explain that there is a work which the Holy Spirit does in you. Uh, that heart regeneration and, uh, baptism therefore becomes the symbol and you know, note that I say symbol, not the Interesting magic term. It is, exactly, it is the symbol of um, what you have already, you know, decided in your heart, and that commitment which you have already made. Hey, you now you are publicly declaring, hey, I'm laying that old life aside, and now I'm going to live a new life, truly committed to Christ. But let us come to Romans chapter seven, you know. Uh, I believe Paul, the great apostle, the one who wrote 13 letters, the one who, uh, you know, the one whom we, mo- most people will know. Uh, if they've uh, ever heard anything about Christianity, they will, they will, they will listen to something about Jesus, something about Paul. What did Paul have to say um, there in Romans chapter 7? And uh, I'm just going to read a few passages there, starting from verse 14. And... Uh, and, uh, and, and, and see what we can glean from that. Uh, notice here from verse 14, uh, he says, For we know that the law is spiritual. Now, let me quickly say that here he's using the word law in, in, in a, uh, what was that word? As a, um, as a principle in general. Let me put it that way, in general. Because, uh, prior to that, he'd, he'd been talking about, uh, the, um, the, the law as in the Old Testament system. And then, and then as you come, uh, closer to chapter seven, uh, the very first ch- uh, verses, he then speaks about the law as, as that which binds, you know, a husband and a wife. Um, and so, so, so keep that in mind. So the law in the general, uh, uh, terms. So for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. And, um, Sold under sin. And from this point onwards, he's going to speak about now this, uh, this uh, spiritual law. And here uh, he's, I would believe that he's actually speaking about the moral law. Um, and so he says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal. Sold under sin. Verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, 
that I do not practice, but what I hate that I do. If then I do that, sorry, let me read that part again, verse 16. If then I do what I will not do, I will, I will not to do. <laughs> Bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, if then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the Lord that it is good. 17. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing dwell, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. I'll just read up to verse 20, 19. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not, I will not to do that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now if you are listening to those texts, you're like, I'm a bit confused. Uh, and here I'm reading from the New King James That version. was a bit of a tongue-twisting tornado right there. <laughs> That's <Yes>. right. <laughs> if you read maybe from the NIV, the NLT, it'll be a little bit clearer. But 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 I believe we all get the gist of what he's saying. Right. I want to do what is good, but what happens? I find myself doing contrary to that which I will to do or I wish to do, that which I know that is good. And he says, hey, there's sin within me and there's this war within me. And, and I know so this, this speaks then to the... To the person exactly. that we were speaking about before, right? Yes, Who's that's right. baptized and wonder why they're still sinning. Exactly. And okay. so there is that struggle, you know, uh, even after baptism. And why is that? It is because of what we've mentioned before. There is that carnal nature within still. Yes. And um, so, and, you know, and I wrestled with this question as I was um, on my way driving here. I said, hey, um, I wonder, people must have this question because I've had this question as well. Then what's the point of conversion? Doesn't conversion just magically, you know, transform you into like that super duper human being who, ne- I mean, Christian who never sins anymore? Well, uh, I would like to say that actually Paul uses two big theological words and one is justification. And that means you actually declared righteous. You are not mm. Righteous, you are declared righteous because of the merits of Christ, and then he uses another word um, later on in his writings, sanctification, and and that is to say that hey, there is also, there is this growth that would take place uh, in your life as a Christian. So yes, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, the Holy Spirit has done a work in you, but mm-hmm. it is not complete. Um, th- so the Holy Spirit must continue working. In you and helping you receive those victories, uh, um, uh, you know the the, the um, victory over sin and 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 that wrestling that happens in your heart, mm. helping you become more stronger so you can resist, so you can overcome, and things like that. But so, so yeah. Fabiano, that, that that first word again, yes, justification, right? That's right. Tell you what, as I was listening to you just now, what a, what a weight of relief yes. you know, to feel the weight lift off one's shoulders, yes. to think that we can be justified That's by right. God and what Jesus has Amen. done for us. Amen. So that sounds to me a little bit like a pardon. Mm, yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. It is a pardon. So, so you right. did the deed. You did yes. what was wrong. Yes. But you have been pardoned. That's You've right. You've been set free from your past. That's right. And you can start afresh. Exactly. Exactly. What a great place to begin oh, from. It is. It yeah. is indeed. And uh, Paul uses another interesting word, grace. You know, we've named children after those names. Um, and um, and grace is that gift that you did not deserve, mm-hmm. that pardon that you did not deserve. Because uh, Paul rightly says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. So really you were supposed to die. We were supposed to die because we had broken the law. We had pretty much sinned against the God who created us. The one who's, you know, the Almighty. So, 
who could deliver us? Well, it is Jesus. And yes. that's what Jesus has done. He has pardoned us. He has uh, freely, I guess, um, freed us from, you know, from, from, from the punish, punishment that we deserved. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. really. Isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we're not, just for our, the sake of our listeners, we're not talking about a human judge here mm. or a civic or civil or yeah. criminal case that's yeah. been brought by the state. We're not talking about that, are yeah. we? Because, no. of course, uh, we still have to face... <clears throat> the 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 consequences That's of our right. actions within the current legal system we find ourselves exactly. in. Exactly. But yes. what you're saying then yes. is that we have a greater, higher judge who, in the grander scheme of things, is yes. saying, "Hey, look, um, in all of these matters, we've all fallen short of the glory That's of God, right. as you That's said right. before. Yes, yes. And we uh, we we have been found uh, wanting. Yes. In, in these, we've been weighed, measured, and found wanting in these areas. Uh, and so you're saying that that basically we've become a threat to the fabric of the universe yes. because sin is in us exactly. and it's insidious nature and so uh, it has to be dealt to and so right. we would come That's to right. an end. That's but right. God doesn't want that. No, no, no. So he has pardoned us <laughs> yes. and we can start afresh. Exactly. We, that's, that's wonderful news. Oh, it is good news. Yeah. It's and freedom indeed. you're struggling mm. as a Christian. Yes, yes. Yeah, or anyone struggling. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, I would say it's freedom indeed because um, knowing that you have uh, sinned and uh, I like to picture it this way uh, best I uh, just just building on to what you just said there um, seeing that you have done something that is almost like a like a drop of poison in the whole universe um, and God saying okay I understand I'm going to you know, um, let, let, let you off the hook <laughs> and I'm going to fix the issue myself. Um, that's a huge relief. It is. And, um, and, yes. uh, and, um, but there's good news yet to come. Um, and maybe, maybe that's a good place for us to, uh-huh. having talked about how good it is at the beginning. All right. To, for us to take a short break. Yes. And come back to talk about that other word that you mentioned. Sanctification. Exactly. Sanctification. That's yeah, right. Really interesting. Let's, okay. let's follow up on that. Um, so just now, uh, just want to, uh, listeners, uh, bring back to your attention the fact that we have a wonderful giveaway today. It mm. really could be life changing for many of our listeners. And I'm that's sure right. it has been life changing for many already. Yes. Uh, and that is, uh, uh, this, uh, wonderful book called Spirit Baptism and Abiding in Christ. And the question mm. I think all of us have to ask ourselves is, has your Christian be experience, or has your life experience for yeah. that matter, been all that you hoped that it would be? Yes. And so today's offer is uh, perhaps just what you need and could be just what you need, mm. uh, spirit baptism and abiding in Christ. You know, mm. many Christians, I think, Fabiano, we, you know, we sincerely want to follow, we want to obey Christ, but yeah. yet... There are times where we may fall down. We, exactly. may, we may fail again and again at something yes. because we're missing something. That's right. And maybe the, what we're missing is that spirit baptism yes. and the joy of abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so really, if we want to be a healthy and victorious Christian, then this could just be the book for us, Spirit yes. Baptism and Abiding in Christ. So if you'd like to get today's offer, all you need to do is to text the code word SA21 to 488 and the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So text the code, word SA21. That's just the capital letters, SA, uh, as in South Australia, and the number 21. Uh, and uh, all one word, SA21 to 04 888 That's SA21. Well, I think this is a good point in time for us uh, to, as we, each of our listeners are uh, busily taking up that, that free offer, uh, to uh, to listen to Bethany Dillian, uh, who's going to share with us how deep, how deep, the Father's love mm. is for us.
folks and uh, we've now come to that part of the program this is the business end of our of our program here on drive time big Q&A because uh, we've really gotten off to a wonderful start uh, a very uh, a refreshing and 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 uh, a satisfying start to know that that God has a solution for how uh, for, for us when it comes to struggling with sin and uh, because we all struggle uh, every single one of us with something we all have something to overcome, and God's got some great news for us where that's concerned. You've already shared with us quite a bit of great news already. I'm feeling so much better just listening <laughs> to what you God, have to share, God. Fabiana. But I know uh, you've got a whole lot more, and I'd just right. like to hand over the rest of the program to you, essentially, oh, really? just to share with us um, God's great big solution to our struggles when it comes to sin. Mm. Yeah, there's, a, there's so much good news within the Bible. Um, and uh, maybe let me just take this opportunity to share that there are there are great men and women of faith in the Bible who have gone through what we are going through from there today. A classic example is of David. David, a man after God's own heart. Imagine having that title. And uh, here in Psalms 51, 
uh, verse 5, uh, David admits and says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. We are born and raised in a sinful world. Plus, we have that kind of nurture. It's a very uh, difficult um, world in which we are growing. And God admits there in Genesis eight twenty one that after the fall, that the imagination of man's of man's heart rather is evil from his youth continually, and so my friends, if you fall or if you are struggling with a certain sin, um, there is still hope for you. Uh, notice what um, the Bible has to say here in Proverbs twenty four verse sixteen. The Bible says, "For a righteous man may fall seven times." And rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. And what uh, the 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 uh, the author here was saying is that you will fall, but as he says there, for a righteous man may fall seven times. So truly, a righteous man can fall, can sin. But the good news in that very same verse is that the righteous person will rise. Why and how? It is because they will call upon God, because it is God, as we have already alluded to this, that. That fixes the solution. There is nothing in us that we could do to really fix the solution. And so notice what uh, uh, John has to say in his article. Oh, an article. An epistle. <laughs> I guess we could call it an article. You know, by, by, by uh, today's uh, standard, uh, a letter, an article, a piece of it, right. So here in First John, uh, I'll just read from uh, chapter 1, verse 8, uh, and uh, up to verse 10. Notice what he says. If we say that we have no sin, that means all of us here, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, that is when we publicly declare and admit, God, I have messed up. I have done this wrong. And uh, the Bible continues by saying, saying, He, that is God, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God, not only does He pardon, not only does He forgive, He actually cleanses us. So there's a work that is done in us. And I'm coming to that a little bit. Notice verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Wow. So maybe that should give some hope to say, hey, you are not alone. All of us here, we cannot claim uh, sinlessness. Definitely not. Uh, The only thing we can claim is the blood of Christ, which atones and cleanses us. And so that's Good news. Uh, now, notice that Paul, whom whom we've read, uh, you know, there in Romans seven, speaking about this internal struggle that, that that he experienced. Notice what he has to say, because when the Bible was written, there was no chapters, there was no verses. So we keep on reading into chapter eight. Now, what solution does he give? We read there, starting from seven, uh, verse twenty-five. He says, "I thank God." So after he has spoken about this internal struggle with sin, this law that was within himself, and when he wants to do what is good, but he finds himself doing what is, you know, what is not good, then he concludes by saying, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, you see my friends, with the mind, I serve the law of God. That means his intentions, uh, you know, he's praying, he's, he's wanting to do what is good, okay, in his mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. We continue on. Remember, there's no chapter, there's no verse. We continue on into eight one. 
There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, and that is to say those who abide in Christ, those who remain connected, those who continue pleading and praying and, and seeking to follow God's ways and, and ask for help. There's no condemnation to such people who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. And that is to say it is those people who are allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work in them. And that is mm. that is to say that there is nothing that I can do to fix this issue, it is God who must come in me through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can help me overcome, gain victory, do that which I would not otherwise, you know, be able to do. In fact, I'm reminded in 821 that he says that he even intercedes, that is the Holy Spirit for us. So really, through and through, it is the work of God. Now, there might be a friend who's listening or a you know, anyone uh, who, who probably, you know, um, have been battling and wrestling with a certain sin for quite some time. Now, I, I just don't want to give, a, give the wrong impression uh, that, that, uh, that the Bible uh, uh, approves of this kind of lifestyle, habitual sinning. Definitely not. But what the Bible does provide, however, is the solution. If we have, if we find ourselves in that entanglement, there's a solution, and that is God. So what can we do? We plead with God. I say, Lord, I cannot do it. You do that which I cannot do for myself. Um, if I may briefly share from a, a favorite author of mine uh, there, Pastor Hugh, um, and, and she says something which I found to be amazing, because I believe this goes... What a, what a relief. Just what I just want to say. I okay. thought you were going to quote me for a second. <laughs> just going to quote from my favorite author. Uh, it could have been a mind past a Hugh. <laughs> that was a worry for a second there. Anyway, you carry on. Her name is Ellen White. She writes something quite amazing. And, uh, and I believe this, is, um, this provides the solution to those who might be wrestling uh, with a certain scene, uh, and uh, she's t- she's writing on the on this word will, um, and and she says there in the little beautiful book which I highly recommend, Ministry of Healing. Um, that's that's the title of the of the book, Ministry of Healing, uh, page one seventy six. The tempted one needs to understand that the true force of the will. The, uh, the true force of the will. And then she goes on to explain what that is. And then later on, uh, she says, uh, if I may get where the word is, she says uh, that, um, all right, I'm searching <laughs> within this great article. But let me paraphrase because I remember as I was, uh, you know, preparing this. Uh, she says here, there it is, everything depends on the right action of the will. And I wish I had more time maybe to unpack this a little bit, but let me put it this way. Um, in that great chapter, she says that God has given each one of us the freedom of choice and we still have power over our will. However, because our will is so weakened by that kind of nature, by sin, we struggle to even want to do that which is, you know, right. In fact, we find ourselves loving sin, you know, uh, because of that kind of nature. So in order for us to hate sin, and in order for us to get to gain that victory, we have to plead with God and say, Lord, take my will. United mm. with your divine will. Help me to hate sin and give me the power and the strength to overcome. So Fabiana, you you 
basically then saying <clears throat> that it's not a matter of willpower. Mm, no, you know, definitely we're not. We're not going to be able to to, to <laughs> you know muster up enough will to yes. to, to to force our, force this upon ourselves mm, and make mm, it happen mm. and drive it every day. We'll fail miserably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so in actual fact, then as as I consider as I reflect upon what you're saying, yeah, uh, are you suggesting then is the Apostle Paul perhaps suggesting yes. that? That it's not so much a matter of will, no. but of nature. That's right. God's That's right. nature exactly. within us. Within us. That's right. That's, That's right. a whole different paradigm. It's a whole different it, way of it looking is. at things. It is. It? Yeah. Definitely. It really opens it up. And, and, unpack that for us. And, and, and I'm thinking of it this way. It's like you being in, a driving, in the driver's seat saying, Lord, you take over. I'll sit in the passenger seat. And um, I like what uh, one preacher said once. It's a work of cooperation. Mm. You surrender. You, you say, God, you take full control. But that doesn't mean you go and practice the same thing. You just say, Lord, take full control and then allow him to do the work in you because the Holy Spirit will guide you. The Holy Spirit will bring about the change in you. The Holy Spirit will do all that, but he will not force you. So you're saying then that I win yes. when I surrender. Yes, that's right. Now, that's a different way of looking at things, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Share more on that. And so here's yeah. the thing once again, you know, um, Oh, let me even put it this way. What does that really look like? Uh, let's say, um, let's, let's, let's say a young man who might be, I guess, uh, struggling to give up a certain type of, um, let's say, let's say this young man used to steal. Now, they are struggling with this. They're in the shop and they see something beautiful. They don't really have the money. They're struggling with that temptation. Uh, something worth reading actually, First Corinthians chapter 10 verse, 13 I believe where um, the Apostle Paul says that God allows some of these temptations to come to us so but but then he provides a way out yes. uh, um, and so so coming back to that illustration so this young person is right there in the shop doesn't have the money and he's tempted to sin now how then and let's say this has been a habitual sin something that that even though this young person knows that it is wrong he's just been doing it Willingly, you know, and, and so, and so what can that person do in order to receive victory over sin? First and foremost, it must start with prayer. You must dial up for the emergency and call upon God and say, Lord, help me. I'm being tempted and I want to do it, but help me. I think when you, I, I believe, not I think, I believe when you do that, then you are, ask, are actually surrendering to God to give you the victory. I can guarantee you, almost instantaneously, God will be there at your help. So you're saying then that in those moments, yes. we're not alone. We don't, we are we definitely don't have not to alone. struggle at this all by ourselves. Exactly, exactly. And that, so then. It changes things again, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And you will hear that still small voice mm. saying, okay, Johnny or Tom or Mark, whatever, whoever you are, just walk away. And yeah. so here's now where they're surrender, they're surrendering that cooperation comes in. Mm. It is now you, okay, saying, okay, I will walk away. But remember, the strength is come, and the strength and the power and the help and the guide is coming from the Holy Spirit now who's mm. guiding you and helping you along the way. And so he's an inbuilt life coach. Exactly. And empower. Exactly. And he's the one that gives us all the ability to do yes, this. That's yeah, right. right that's spot. right. And, and wow. before that, I would say that, you probably didn't have the courage and the strength. You just felt like, like a slave and you really want to touch that thing, whatever it was. But all of a sudden, and this, this has been my experience and I believe it's been the experience of many others. When you, when we've prayed uh, for, for help in those moments of crisis, um, you immediately feel different. They, you know, it's as if now you have 
you know, a, a, a power that you didn't have before yes. to actually make a different decision. Mm-hmm. And so then the Holy Spirit leads you and guides you and you find yourself outside of the store. You're like, how did I get here? <laughs> so, what happened? That's, exactly, that's not me. Exactly. That's <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's a better me. That's right. Yeah. And, 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 and as we go through that experience in our day-to-day life, we go through that sanctification where we eventually actually give up. This, this, uh, this, uh, sinful behavior. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we grow and we grow into, um, the kind of man or woman that God would want us to be. Mm. Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that with us. Praise God. Yeah. So Fabiano, uh, uh, obviously this is life changing. What oh, you're it's sharing. Life transforming. To go from yeah, yeah. merely struggling. Yes. To actually winning. That's right. Over sinning. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and not having the guilt and the remorse and the pain exactly. that goes with falling down time and time again, but yeah. instead knowing that God is going to help you through it. Amen. He's yeah. going to help yeah. you have victory. And even if you do fall, he'll that's dust right. you off, pick you back up and set you on the path again. <laughs> exactly. Right? exactly. Wonderful. What that's a great right. God we serve. Yeah. Yeah. Now Amen. you mentioned prayer. Yes. And you mentioned calling upon him for help. Yes. And letting him do his work, getting out of the way and exactly. letting him do his thing. Is That's there anything right. else you'd add to that? Uh, I, to be honest, I, I would say that another, um, usually we call it a, um, the right side of the coin. Let me use that, that, that phraseology. The right side of the coin of prayer is Bible study. Uh-huh. And uh, it is through God's word. In fact, um, Romans ten seventeen, I believe it says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. And yes. so it is prayer and Bible study. Mm. As we study God's word, now how, how, you may say, how does faith comes by studying God's word? But here's the thing. When you read God's word, you believe it, you trust it, you depend upon it, and yes. you, and you believe that whatever he says, it's able to accomplish that. That builds faith and gives you that victory once again. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I feel so much. Uh, so really encouraged by what you've shared with us today, and I feel so much better in myself to know that it's not all up to myself. Amen. That that Amen. in actual fact, God will help me in those matters in mm. those times. And mm. so, mm. you know, it's good. I think our listeners would agree to hear that uh, someone who doesn't just believe or think, but uh, experientially knows yes. the yes. difference that this makes in in our lives when we let Amen. God take the take the wheel. That's right. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with us today, Fabiano. And I yes. think now is a good time for us to just uh, have a moment with our sponsors with Mm. uh, Evidence World Radio and also to hear this beautiful song by Eddie Espinosa, Change My Heart, O God. Uh, But before we do, let's pray. Mm. Father, I just want to thank you for this time with you today. We love you. We can't wait to see you. We can't wait to see what you're going to do in our lives as we'll all be give over our will and let your nature take hold in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like what I pray 
Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Well, it's uh, come to the end of our program and uh, always sad to say goodbye. But we'll be back again uh, another time next uh, next week and, uh, of course, even tomorrow on uh, Drive Time as well with our other co-hosts. And uh, please remember, though, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him because he lives with you and will be in you. God bless you folks. May he richly bless you and keep you and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.